Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared and Bob here. Um, we are fresh out of, you know, a Sunday night, as we usually do in between what could probably, well, I would say for sure so far this season, we're only three weeks into the NFL season, um, but is most likely the worst weekend of NFL football um, of the season. It it could end up being the worst weekend all season um but obviously we'll wait and see i'm not going to make that call three weeks in when there's still what 15 weeks left to go so uh but some of these games have been pretty fucking terrible so i have a i have an unfortunate reality check for you it's not going to get any better It's not the teams aren't that good. Like like everyone in that and that's the thing is like everyone yesterday and all like everyone yesterday with college, all this all this year in college with the NFL, everyone just bitches about the slate. Oh, game suck. The game suck. The game suck. Well, guess what? Maybe the fucking teams just aren't that good. And all these quarterbacks that you think are so amazing, there's really only a handful of good ones. And like yeah. ones that are like actually good. And like Joe Barrow is not healthy right now. So fine. But like everyone, like, and especially, especially with the college yesterday, everyone's looking for something that, that doesn't exist. Like the college games that, that were played yesterday, that's as good as the football gets. The teams aren't, aren't that good. Yeah. They're just not. So like, Georgia's one on reputation. Michigan's probably is too. Texas probably is three so far. And it's like, right. Do you really trust Texas or Michigan to be there at the end? Probably not. And if they are, then that means Ohio state isn't right. So it's like, right. You're kind of fucked on this one. And Um, then with the, with the whole transfer portal shit in college, like the, 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 the wealth spreads like, right. Right. You know, I don't even know who like, like Washington, Washington's probably, probably a full team of transfers. And they might knock off USC, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, well, USC, I thought USC was the team. It's like, no. Right. And now when you look at the pro game, you get a different issue, but still the same type of thing. Like if you want consistency in who's good, who's not, which teams are good, which teams show up, which teams play well when they're supposed to, then you need top, legit, real-level quarterbacks and coaches. Right. So <laughs> and I think part of it is the coaching issue. Yes. I think part the coaching of, in the NFL isn't very good. Part of it also is the quarterbacks aren't as good as some people think. Right. Like, like, we're, like okay, so who do I have right now? I got Seattle, Carolina. So Seattle, Carolina's playing Andy fucking Dalton. Seattle has Geno Smith. Geno Smith is not going to come out and light it up every week. He will light it up some weeks. He won't light it up other weeks. Right. That's just kind of what they do. They also play no defense. So the Seattle Seahawks, you never know what the fuck you're going to get when they show up. Right. The Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, not that good. Now, it's a nice team and people like look into them. Well, they just beat the 2-0 fucking Falcons because they're starting Desmond Ritter. What are you getting with that guy? And when you right. really need to win, can he do it? No. Quarterbacks that also fit these exact, like, they're not that good, so you never know what you're going to get. So, therefore, you really can't rely on the team to be good. 
Deshaun Watson, Tannehill. That was a matchup today. Yep. Kirk Cousins, um, Prescott, Dak Lay's fucking stinkers. Oh, yeah. The Cardinals are literally starting someone who no one knows what the fuck is happening there. Who Kenny is almost Pick- out of the league. <laughs> right. Kenny Pickett goes tonight. Who are they playing? Pittsburgh. It's a shit game. Uh, Garoppolo and the it, Raiders. There you go. I mean, <clears throat> Garoppolo, you kind of know what you're getting. Right. Which isn't good. You know what you're getting and it's not good. <laughs> well, it's just a level line. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on what happens around. Like he, de- it depends on what happens around like, him. For Garoppolo is almost a lock for like 21 of 30 for 215 yards and one to two touchdowns and maybe one interception. Yeah. Like that's Jimmy. Like you just write that in for Jimmy Garoppolo every week. Yep. Uh, Josh Allen. Is either now the reason Josh Allen can put it together more oftentimes than not is because the description of him either being the best quarterback in the NFL or mentally challenged. Now, most <laughs> of these guys are mentally challenged or at least act that way. They're just not sometimes the best quarterback in the NFL. Right. Sometimes they're like above average and sometimes they're challenged. Like, yeah, when Josh Allen is on, it's like, <clears throat> holy shit, he's the best. Yeah. And when he's off, it's holy shit, he sucks. Yes. Um, so like this, this, this is what you get in this NFL. Like you like, and, and, and everyone wants, everyone wants something that doesn't exist. There's no more Brady Manning, Phillip rivers, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, like those types of guys all in the league at the same time. These guys are way too fucking volatile. So that's why even a game that's like supposed to be good. Isn't good. Right. And even now, like right now, what offense is absolutely humming right now? Like, and today, not exactly in the four o'clock window. The Dolphins. Right. Right now, because we saw it last week, when Tua just gets to sit back there and get his first read and make his throw immediately and that ball comes out as quick as he can, he looks borderline unstoppable. Right. Some team will somehow figure out a scheme where he has to either double clutch or he doesn't get to do that or they actually tackle on defense. That's an interesting concept to play against the Dolphins, actually tackling, which the or Patriots... you have a um, a good secondary, right? Someone that can cover, like guys that can no, cover. That, no, because truthfully, the Patriots secondary is almost as good as it gets. Well, I mean, I know people got hurt, ended up getting hurt last went the starting lineup last week. Almost going to be as uh, as good a matchup as you can get against the Dolphins cuz between the safeties and the corners, that started I mean, not Tyreek Hill had 5 catches for 40 yards. None of their wide receivers last week had over 100 yards receiving. Right. And if you know and if you paid attention to what happened, Bill let them get the catches. And then just make sure you get the tackle. Right. And that's fine until you don't tackle Raheem Mostert. That they got was the gashed problem. On, they got gashed on the ground. Yes. But but like, even still, like if you let them get theirs, he broke the one. Right. Because that, that was the difference in the game. Right. They needed a stop. And instead they gave up a bit, a huge play. So not right. only did it wasn't even like a it wasn't even like a methodical drive when they really needed a stop. They gave up the one big play. And Max still had the ball to, to win the game. Fine. Some team will figure out how to make Tua either double clutch or not let people get behind you, 
Like, dude, that was the big thing today. No one tackled for the Broncos. Yeah. Nobody tackled. And then you you let Tyreek Hill behind you early. No one wanted to tackle any running backs, and it was over. They're not unstoppable. They're a very good offense. And when he's firing, when the, when the ball gets into his hands and he's throwing right away, th- that is a tough, tough thing to cover because their receivers can be anybody in a zone or one-on-one because that ball's out too fast. Because I'm looking now. Uh, next week, they're at Buffalo. This is Miami. They're at Buffalo. Um, maybe, but also that game could just turn into a barn burner because both of those offenses can just score in like three minutes. And truthfully, I don't know much about the Bills defense right now. They've also played fucking yeah. absolute stinkers of games. So like I don't know if their defense like so their linebackers are pretty good, but outside of like linebackers getting into like getting into like some of the zone lanes or like so kind looking of, kind at, of playing in coverage a little bit. Looking at Miami's schedule, dude, they got a pretty sweet schedule. So they're they're at Buffalo, like I said, next week. Then they play the Giants. They'll smoke them. They'll smoke the Panthers the following week. The week after that, they're at the Eagles, which has the, in my opinion, the best defensive line in the NFL. But their secondary is not good because Mac Mac fucking Jones threw for like 400 yards against the Eagles secondary with Juju Smith-Schuster, Pop Douglas, and fucking whoever else, Hunter Henry, right? Like those guys ran for like 400 yards against the Eagles secondary. So yes, the Eagles defensive line, in my opinion, best in the NFL. Their secondary, not good. Their secondary is fine. James Bradbury and Darius Slay are both legit number one cornerbacks. Yeah, but they're Matt they lost four times. They lost um CJ Gardner Johnson too, who was a really good safety. And he's on Detroit now. Yeah. Well, he's hurt now too, but I also um, don't know who their safeties are because they they lost a safety during the Patriots game. Yeah. I don't know if he came back. Yeah. Uh, uh then they play the Pats again at in Miami. They'll fucking they'll crush because they always win in Miami. Then they go to the Chiefs, which by week nine, it'll, dash be, the Chiefs. it'll be interesting because right now the Chiefs defense looks good. Um, but this is the thing about they'll, football. They'll, they'll, right? gash, they'll gash the Chiefs. But They're this, not, so, the Chiefs defense is not that good. So this is the thing about the about football in the NFL is in week nine, that's what, six weeks from now? Anything could happen, right? Like if the Miami... Uh, Offensive line, like a couple guys on the offensive line go down, then like if the center gets hurt or if the guard like gets nicked up, right. like and by the time you get to week nine, like Chris Jones might get six sacks in that game if if this if there's no you know if the starting guard or the starting center gets hurt, or on the flip side, if Chris Jones gets hurt, Miami might throw for fucking seven hundred yards because Chris Jones is literally that defense. It's wild how how different their defense looked from one week to the next. So then they're on a bye week in week 10. Uh, then they play the Raiders. They'll fucking destroy them. Then they're at the Jets. That is going to be the f- probably the first time they actually get tested with like an all-around good defense in week 12. So it takes them until week 12 to play like a legitimate 
top tier all over defense, right? Like I'll be, I'll be interested in that Philly game because if the ball's coming out as quick as it normally does, then that'll neutralize the defensive line. But they've got a couple like Nicobe Dean can run. They got some guys on the edge. Like you don't want edge guys in coverage, but at least they can like run and take up space. And like if they're so, like so, if they're supposed to drop, they can probably get to their spot in time. Right. Um. And if they get like any type of push, like will he have to again? Will he, it's all about will he have to double clutch? Like that's really yeah. what it comes down to. Or but if he if he gets to take his three steps and that ball is already starting to come out, like you're not beating that because he, because he, he, and this is the thing with two, everyone, everyone always huh, one hit away, one hit away. Every fucking quarterback's one hit away. Right. Yes. He has a concussion history. Fine. But no, every quarterback is one hit away. Yeah. But with Tua, he's really good at that. And like the ball comes out quick. It comes out accurately. It comes out on a line. Like, right. It's when he doesn't have his first read, he looks mediocre. It just so happens that there hasn't been a team yet to make him go to his second read. Right. Patriots a little bit. And that's why they well, saw like a, a the most average they looked. With Christian Gonzalez, when he was covering Tyreek Hill last week, he had three targets. He had two catches on three targets for like 22 yards or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, and they just didn't let him behind, which is perfectly fine. But then to round out the Dolphins season, they're at the Commanders. Whatever the commanders are fucking overrated going into the season, everyone thought the defense was going to be good. They're clearly not that good. Um, then it's the Titans, which are fucking gross. The Titans are absolute trash. Then it's the Jets again, but they get the Jets at home this time, so that'll be obviously another test. And then it's home against the Cowboys, so that's a pretty solid defense. Some people might say it's the best. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I know. After they're this getting, week, they're getting, they're getting fucking, fuck, they're getting gashed by, by the Cardinals. Um, then they're at Baltimore, which I think Baltimore has a pretty solid defense this year. Finally, Plus again. they got they can go they can move at the linebacker level. Yeah, Patrick Queen is a fucking monster. They have Roquan Smith. Yeah, and Roquan Smith. They have both of them. Um, so, and then they finish the season against the bills so the end of their their last four games are jets cowboys ravens bills like those are four solid defenses yeah they could Um, they could limp their way in but until then like i said like before week 12 they play one good defense which is the eagles Right. I mean, I guess the Pats well, they are got, they got New England. Like, like let's like as as much as we fucking hate watch that team currently as currently constructed. Yeah. The defense is good and the defense actually does have the pieces to play against Miami. They generally do. Now, will those pieces be healthy by the last week of October? I don't know. Marcus Jones is eligible to return by then. Yeah. So if your starting cornerbacks are Jonathan, Marcus Jones, and Christian Gonzalez, with Jack Jones being your fourth, I mean, I like that a lot. Right. With three healthy safeties and the healthy rotation of linemen, fine. Which two line, two defensive linemen went down today with Dan Aquale and Devon Godshaw. Yeah. Which hurts depth, but. You've still got, you know, Barmore guy, 
there's still dudes that can come in. But anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have to like like and that, but this is the other thing. It's the NFL, so some team is going to scheme correctly, and it it'll and like I don't I, I'm I'm not. Yeah, it'll fucking, be the Panthers, right? Like they'll play the Panthers in Week Six, and the Panthers will win. Like, what's well, my 30, thing? So thirty-one like, to thirty or something like, like that. Like, and if you really think about it, so J. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Panthers. By the time you play the Panthers, you might have J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson on the outside. Jeremy right. Chin is a good safety. Right. Do they still have Shaq Thompson running in the middle? Uh, he got hurt last week, so I don't know what his okay, deal so is. Okay, so health, whatever. He's He didn't play this week, but I don't know what his like, deal is. They've got some defensive lineman that can actually play football. Yeah, Brian Burns is fucking nasty. Go Knowles. Gross, Gross Matos is there. Yeah. Like yep. He can at least, like he is a fucking football player. Right. Um. So it's like, it, it's sneaky. And like I don't know, but again, I don't know who the coaching staff is there. Frank Reich. It's fine. Uh, I love him on offense. I don't. Love, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know who I, their defensive coordinator is. I don't either. So, but like that's something where it's like again, I don't know that I don't know the deal, but maybe the personnel just matches up. Right. Right. And maybe like you know maybe Burns just happens to like get an edge on one of those guys, and you know he's just in the backfield all day. Like. Right. And Miami still wins, but then it looks like it's like, ooh, these guys look a little. They don't look like seventy to twenty today, right? Right, because it is the NFL. No team, the only team that was like that was the 07 Patriots. And by the end of the season, people were starting to figure it out a little bit. Right, they were having to win closer games. They were having to get lucky, and then it didn't fucking work when it when it really came down to it. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I mean know. to your to your point earlier, um I think the coaching in the NFL is a big issue as far as not having good product. So like my original point right with the games being shitty is I'm fine with teams that suck, right? Like like right now, well cuz if you actually watch this Panthers Seahawks So the Panthers game, and the Seahawks, that's an entertaining game. That was right? pretty so good. like when I watch football, like I just want to be entertained, right? Like, so the the scores, uh, Seahawks Panthers, good game. It's it's almost over, but it's twenty nine twenty. Chargers Vikings was good. Um, Cowboys Cardinals going on right now is twenty eight to sixteen Cardinals. Like the Cowboys look fucking lost in this game. Not not a great game. Chiefs forty one Bears ten, ridiculous game. Uh, Colts Ravens was a good game that went into overtime. Colts won. Gardner Minshew, my guy, who I want. I just I'm blown away that no one will give him a starting job, an opportunity in the NFL. But all he does is win games. Uh, he came in and won one today in overtime with the Colts. Um, albeit it was kind of a bullshit call. There was pass interference on Zay Flowers that they didn't call. Whatever. We don't need to get. We don't need to break it down here. But that was a good game. Uh, Browns Titans. Terrible game. Browns won 27 to three. Uh, Lions Falcons, terrible game. Lions won 20 to six. Uh, Packer Saints, that was actually that was a, good. It was so it, it was, was competitive. Dog, it was a dog shit game until midway through the third quarter when Green Bay figured it out. And then in the fourth quarter, Green Bay scored 18 un, unanswered points to win 18 17. So, all things considered, it ended up being a good game. 
But like, if you take out the first half, like the first half sucked, wasn't good. Uh, Texans Jaguars, Texans beat the Jaguars 37 to 17. Wasn't really a good game. There was at no point did, did Jacksonville look like they, they could fucking pull it off. Uh, then obviously, as we mentioned, the Dolphins beat the Broncos 70 to 20. Um, Chargers Vikings. That was a good game. Chargers won 28, 24 came down to the very last play of the game. Kirk cousins threw it to the end zone. Ball gets tipped. Uh, gets caught by the Chargers for an interception, game over. But that was a good game. Uh, and then the other game so far, the Buffalo Bills beat the Washington nope. Commanders 37 to 3. Right. So of all those games that I just said, one, two, three, three games. Well, four if you count the Patriots. So four games. Well, it depends on what. So this also are within depends. are within one score. Yeah, I was gonna say it depends on also what you like because if you because <clears throat> some of these people are also making this argument like, oh well, that Vikings game that you shouldn't shouldn't have been like that because Brennan Staley's an idiot and then Kirk Cousins sucks. So it's like it wasn't a good game. It's like well, it was fucking competitive. Like what the fuck again? Right. What the fuck do you want here? Again, that's what I said. Like I do you want, I want Brady Manning? Do you want Brady Manning in every game? Like right. all games? Because that's not how this works. Yeah. Like I don't want to watch the Buffalo Bills beat the Commanders thirty-seven to three. Like that's not that's not fun. Yeah, like I would argue that this Cardinals win was fun because they won by twelve. Dallas, I mean, I had it kind of going, so it's like one of those things. Like the second biggest underdog, actually tied for the biggest underdog of the week, is winning and moving the ball. And they're right. making plays and they're doing this. And then you're sitting there being like, can Dallas do this? Can they come back? Can they make a stop? Can they do this? They get right. to the red zone. First and goal. Stop. Second and goal. Stop. Third and goal. Stop. Fourth and goal. Go for it. Stop. It's like, oh, yeah. shit. Then ball heads back the other way. Then Dallas comes back and it's like they're in the goal line again. Or they're It's first and goal again. Like, is this going to happen again? Like, I would argue that that's a good game, even though it wasn't particularly close. Right. Because it was compelling that, you know, you got the team that everyone thought that was going to tank. Kind of having their way. Yeah. Them and the Texans, like the projected number one, number one fucking overall picks. Yeah. They both kind of had the game in hand. Which now is pretty obvious. It's going to go to the Bears. <laughs> the Bears are bad. The Bears are very bad. Good GMing, though. They got, um, they traded out last year. Who'd they yeah. even take? I don't even know. Well, they traded they traded the number 33 overall pick for Chase Claypool. Yeah, that was gross. But what what, what did they trade to get out of one? Who did they take? Um, they take a lineman? They must have because I don't know anybody that they took. And if I can't think of anyone, then that probably means they took a lineman. Yeah, so I mean if they're if they're fucking if they're bad, you know, I don't know. I know Caleb Williams threatened fucking staying in school, but yeah. Even if he's there. Uh, yeah, they took Darnell Wright, who was the tackle from Tennessee. With yeah, I mean, the 10th overall pick, they traded down to 10. 
Well, they might have traded twice then. <clears throat> yeah, let me see. Yeah, oh, they whatever. did. So Chicago traded the number one overall to Carolina in exchange for DJ Moore, the number nine and 61, and then a first round next year. And then a second round in 2025. So their number one overall pick became DJ Moore. Um, and then they traded the ninth a pick for God, the 10th and a fourth round in 2024. So that number one overall pick became DJ Moore. Um did I say Dar whatever that guy's name was? Yeah, the yeah, the tackle. Dar Darnell Wright. A first next year and a, a fourth. A first next year. year, a fourth in the, in 2025, and a second in 2025. <clears throat> yes. And if Carolina continue because now Carolina's gonna be 0 3. I guess it's still time, but probably not. Uh yeah. So if Carolina's being 0 3. Oh, they're definitely going to be 0-3. Like, you know, if they have a top five pick, now the Bears have two picks in the top five if they, if they so choose to use them. Right. So, yeah, they could. Which they, you would think that could be Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. I was just going to say Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> now, it doesn't be, change yeah. the offensive line. Might want to sign someone, spend some money, but. Yeah. Well, I think they have a ton of cap space too. You need fucking something because it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. So, but yeah, like that, that was my point, right? Like just compelling games, like something that's fun to watch. Like, and to your point, the, the Cardinals Cowboys game was fun to watch. Like the score might not have been that close. Um, but it was still entertaining, right? So I'm fine with that. But it's like, like you said the dog shit games, which yeah, is, this, a con in, is a combination in, of what exactly what you said of the teams not actually being that good, plus the coaches suck. Yeah, I mean that dude. That's that's what. But this, but that's the thing. That's reality. Like, yeah. that's that's what this is now, and. Again, I don't know what caused it. I just know like that's the deal, but I would love to go back to like I bet you if we looked at 2006 NFL passing leaders. Now this won't um this won't speak for what the coaches were like cuz we'd have to pull that too, but I bet you the coaches in 2006 were better too. Yeah. So I mean right here Breeze Manning, Mark Bolger, John Kitna, Carson Palmer. So Bolger, Kitna are fucking losers there. Yeah. Favre, Brady, Roethlisberger, Rivers, Pennington, Eli Manning, Rex Grossman, J.P. Lossman, Steve McNair, Tony Romo, Alex Smith, Jake DeLome, David Carr, Brad Johnson, Donovan McNabb. Like, that's down to 20. And when you go down to 20, Matt Leinart, Michael Vick, Charlie Fry, Matt Hasselbeck, Joey Harrington, Vince Young, Jake Plummer. Yeah, okay. So, like, if you go down to 24, Matt Hasselbeck, he could actually run 
a true, actual, real offense, and you could tune into a Seahawks game when he was the quarterback, right? And what, and depending on what the surrounding cast, he won a was, Super Bowl. Yeah, Matt Hasselbeck be- won a Super Bowl the year before this. Yeah, yeah, and I mean back. So back in 06, like on the passing leaders, thirty three, Kurt Warner, he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Trent Green, Jeff Garcia, like, I mean, they weren't great, but like, you kind of knew what you were getting with those guys. Right. Um, I think that's, yeah. that's too right around when the NFL started to shift. Like the, I think the 07 Patriots kind of changed the league a little bit. So then from like, 2009 to, I don't know, call it 2017 was like peak NFL because and that's that, when that you also had, coincided. That's when you 2007. had 2007 Brady, Manning, Rogers, Breeze, Rivers, Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan. When Matt Ryan was actually good, he did win the MVP. Like that's like, all those guys are are unreal. Like, how many really good quarterbacks are there in the NFL right now? There's Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow. Well, so here's the thing with Herbert. Until his team has any level of success, you can't com- – so if you right. want to say he's a good quarterback right now, I'd agree with you. But if we're doing something where we're speaking about a – Breeze, Favre, Manning, Roethlisberger, Roger. Like, it, like he is not that You're not going to put player. Herbert is not in the same breath as a Favre, Manning, No, because we, Rodgers. We, we, week one of the playoffs this year, if it's Chargers at Chiefs, do you have faith that Justin Herbert can lead that team as it is constructed and feel confident that he can control a game to victory against the current Chiefs team? Uh, probably not. And it's, but I think now a that's a function of, of the that franchise. Has to be the coach and the franchise. It's a yes. fr- it's a function of the franchise. But in 2006, now this isn't fair because he won the MVP. Would you trust Philip Rivers to walk into Indy and potentially win that game with some level of confidence? Yeah, yeah, because Philip Rivers was that dude. Like, right now, again, I also so I know the teams were a little. It's it's different because you know, again, I don't actually. He didn't win the MVP. Philip Rivers L- also L- had Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah, he had Ladanian Tomlinson won that MVP. One of the year. greatest running backs of all time. Right. Now, I think. It, I, I think one of the issues that people deal with, like some people might be listening to this right now. If but if anyone's listening to this and they don't like football, well, sorry. Um, but I think one of the issues that people run into in today's climate if you will is they let fantasy get in the way of reality yeah like, because what's so what, like take someone when you tell me that justin herbert's a good quarterback in the conversation of what we're talking about right what makes you think that actually here, here's a good one do you have any faith that lamar jackson that's exactly who i was can walk go to into next. arrowhead yes exactly and lead his team as the quarterback, right? To like you know control an upset, right? 
No, no, but like if you think like so like if they're the two because if they're playing week one, that means they're the two seed. So like week one of the playoffs, like if if Roethlisberger and the Steelers were coming to Foxborough, did you feel fucking overly like cool with that? Generally oh, not. No, you, you were, were like you're a little concerned. Like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like a Steve McNair Titans team. It's yeah. like, oh shit, like, listen, they might not be that good, but that guy's back there right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, I, th- that's... I think some of it coincides too. Like, 07 was the Colt Brennan Hawaii team, and like, 09 was like the Graham Harrell, Texas Tech, Mike Leash, Michael Crabtree. Like, yep. That's also, I think, when the major spread offenses and like, especially like the Big 12, like, that's when those things started to kind of like, game and obviously fantasy football has taken off since then right. but like again like in an nfl front office they don't use fantasy stats as well i mean no. but they're probably they're using advanced metrics of some kind yeah. whereas like you can't measure like does this dude have the testicular fortitude to fucking go win a game and <laughs> on the road like i don't know so the example i was going to use was lamar jackson right as someone who who has won the mvp but is he a good quarterback? Like in the same vein as we said earlier, as a Manning, Rogers, Favre, Breeze. You know, no, I don't. And no, I, that's the thing. Is he's I don't not. Th- I don't. Yes, think he he's... won. He won the MVP, but he's not. He's not an all-time quarterback. No, I don't trust him with the ball in his hands to control a game and win. And like, just like matriculate the offense the way that the, some of the guys we're talking about are. Yeah. So I if Lamar Jackson is a top five, he's certainly top 10, but like a borderline top five quarterback in the NFL right now, then that tells me that the quarterback class or whatever you want to call it, isn't that good. It's like it's and again, this is away from fantasy. Like, and I'm not we're not talking fantasy. We're talking a guy you need to be the quarterback to run your team. It's Patrick Mahomes, and then it's a massive drop off, and then it's everybody else, right? Like, I would probably put Josh Allen in that second tier behind Mahomes, but it's a big drop because, like we already said, when Josh Allen is on, he looks like he's better than Mahomes, but when he's off. He looks fucking terrible. Yeah, but Josh Allen also hasn't got past Mahomes or Burrow. Right, but well, that's the thing. When has Pat Mahomes not looked good? I I can't really uh, think of a time. Three quarters of the 2018 AFC Championship game yeah. <laughs> uh, against the Patriots. Yeah. But, you know, he's he generally figures it out, right? So it's like, all right, Joe Burrow, he's a good quarterback. So he's in that second tier. Yeah, he's in that right second tier shit. with Allen. So it's like after Mahomes, it's Burrow, Allen, and then who? Well, you want to know it's it's an unpopular one, but like track record has shown it's Matt Stafford. Yeah, that's fair. Well, that's a fair guess, point. So again, yeah. like if we're looking, if we're talking about like the old guard, I mean, he's more fucking John Kitna than Tom Brady, but like, <laughs> that's the problem is like Matt Stafford, like the only reason I don't trust him 
to move the ball down the field and kind of control the game because I know the ball can always go be going back the other way. Right. But it's not like it's not like he's not going to execute. He's he's Brett Favre. He basically. is Brett Favre. I was he's just thinking in my head. He is Brett Favre. He's the guy that's like, oh, I'll just chuck who, it down the field. Who would you so like? Let's just like say uh, on paper, Team A and Team B, all the surrounding cast is the same. Right. Who would you rather have leading Team A? Or who would you rather have Team A, which is led by Matt Stafford, or Team B, led by Lamar Jackson, to go into Buffalo, to go into Kansas City, or go into Philly and chart the upset in week one of the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I would say Matt Stafford. And I'd probably take Matt Stafford. Yeah. Because Lamar Jackson has much more range. Yeah. Like if Lamar Jackson gets loose on a couple runs and finds a couple open receivers, then it's fucking not going to be pretty. Because he... Dude, I mean, he's he's an NFL quarterback. He can do that. Right, right. But if it's going to be like tight and you need to like truly read the defense and truly fit some balls in some tough spots and know when to throw it away and know when not to take a sack, or if you are going to break the pocket, make sure you're going to get something for it. Like, right, right. Or like wait for plays to develop, whatever it is. Because I mean, dude, Matt Stafford is making bums. Into like all time wide receivers, right? Oh now. yeah, yeah. Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. Like Cooper Cup. If Cooper Cup was drafted by the fucking Ravens, he's probably jobless right now. Right. Certainly, if he was drafted by like the Patriots, although they do like uh, white slot guys. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like if if yeah. if if Cooper Cup gets drafted by the Ravens or if he gets drafted by the Bears, right? He's he's not he's out of the league. So I don't know that like, and I think that's a little bit of the hard part now is you just get these guys in these teams and these coaches and it's like, you can't trust them. Like how the fuck did Jacksonville not just stomp out Houston? Yeah. I thought Jacksonville was actually like a pretty good team. They certainly like, seem like it. Like before the season, I actually like would have been like, you know what? It's probably more than a puncher's chance, but not like a hundred percent guarantee. Like confidence, I could see them like lat like going before this season, going into Buffalo and stealing one. Yeah, but then they lose a game to the Texans. It's like, how the fuck did you just do that? Yeah, like why do you suck? Yeah, and now I have to sit here and just remember they are Jacksonville, right? And frankly, they look like fucking shit. Yeah, they did not look good. Well, they didn't look good against Kansas City either. Yeah. So now against a good team and a bad team, they've looked terrible. And they're supposed to be good. And I actually like their coach. Yeah, I think Doug Peterson is good. I think he's one of the few good coaches. Yeah, Yeah. well, I think he's good too, but what the fuck happened today? Yeah, I don't know. And you barely had a pulse last week, so figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Because that's the other thing too, of all the coaches in the NFL, like there's a handful of good ones and then everyone else basically sucks. Yeah, I mean, even just looking at this screen right now, I'll pause it. Saints, who's the Saints coach? No idea. Dennis Allen. Sick. Loser. Texans, D'Amico Ryans, TBD. Yeah, he's new. He's literally brand new head coach. Doug Peterson, I think he's pretty good. Sean Payton, I mean, I think he's a good coach, but the team, yeah, what's his first year in Denver, it's not ready to go yet. Right. Uh, McDaniel. I'm leaning towards him being good. I do want to see how the rest of the season goes because they did this sort of his, melt. 
third season. I want to say it's only his second. Um, but they did kind of melt at the end of last year. Yeah. Oh, shit, I lost my screen. Uh, fuck. I hit pause. Now this thing's all fucked up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like some of these guys, like some of these coaches, Lafleur. I think he's fine, but like what? He he's not a Super Bowl coach. He's shown he can't win an an NFC championship game. He's had a couple chances. Right. I mean, then you're looking at Staley, LOL. (laughs) Sala, McDermott, Rivera. He's probably getting fired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just whether it's coaching or organization, it's just you got. And then you got like new guys, right? Like Shane Steichen in Indy, and it's like. Okay, maybe right. Like I don't know. You were the offensive how did, coordinator like, for Philly. Yeah, it's like how did they beat Buff, uh, Baltimore today? Like I, I don't know. I yeah. mean, Baltimore did some stupid shit. So Philly's coach is good. I, I forget his name, but he's a young guy. I think he's good. Sirianni. Yeah, Nick Sirianni. Um. Yeah, I mean, so he showed. So he got he got a pretty bad team to the playoffs. They lost to Tampa. That was two seasons ago. And then obviously they went to the Super Bowl last year. So it's like with the team he has this year, they better make a fucking concerted run. Right. Right. And then you have guys that obviously are, you know, good, right? You have John Harbaugh, you got Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, right? Where Andy Reid is probably at right now at this second, the best coach in the NFL. Um, you know, Belichick has obviously struggled the last two to three years without Tom Brady there. So you can at least make an argument that right now, um, Andy Reid is probably a better coach. Like obviously entire body of work, Bill Belichick is the best NFL head coach in NFL history. Um, but again, as of right now, I would probably go with Andy Reid over, over Bill. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is good, but he's another guy fine. seems to not be able to really close. I don't know how much of that is just because he can never have a quarterback. His quarterbacks don't stay healthy, but that, that excuse only lasts so long. Right. You know, like Kevin O'Connell, like, I don't know. That's TBD. I don't think he's that good. Um, I know he's not that good. He was there last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, they got stomped by the fucking Giants in week one. Like, that should not happen. So. The game wasn't even particularly close. Josh McDaniels, not good. Um, I don't know who the Bucks head coach is. Todd Bowles. He sucks. He's, he's bad. Sean McVay. He's okay. Like, he came out, like, and ever he was like the fucking wonder child when he first came into the NFL as a, as a head coach. And then his team just fell apart after that. Like, yeah, he won the Super Bowl, but like, hasn't yeah. really done much else since then. Well, I mean, so he went to, so he went to two Super Bowls and he won one of them. That was in a four year span. Um, and that was in his first five seasons. 
last year, like, could anyone else have gotten hurt on that team? Like, I think everyone yeah. got hurt except Aaron Donald. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like, I don't really want to hold net lag last year against them. I mean, we'll see. They could start, they could win, they could beat the Bengals in Cincinnati and start 3-0, and and it's like, he might be on to something. They're 1-1. One one. who they lose to? I don't know, but I'm looking at their record right now, and it's 1-1. Oh, they're 1-1. One one. One. Okay, I thought they were 2-0. Uh, they lost to the 49ers in week one. Oh, last, sorry, week two, last week. Oh, oh yeah, the last second kick to cover. Yeah. <laughs> And then the Bengals is the last team on the the list. Zach Taylor, he sucks. He's not a good coach. Then, like I don't think I don't think Zach Taylor's a good coach. I think he has a good team. He has Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, a good so, offensive line. You know, you know what's funny? I, I know, like, so anyone that listens to Ian when he said last year the Vikings overachieved and underachieved. <laughs> Which makes sense because based on yeah. their based on their talent, they should have been better. But based on what they actually did on the field, they should have been worse. Yes. I actually think the Bengals fit a very similar category. Like they should be a worse team than they are because their offensive line is usually in shambles, whether it either lacks talent or lacks health. Um Yes, they have Burrow and a couple weapons, fine. But like defensively, like I don't even know who's on their defense. Yeah. Like they had fucking Eli Apple out there in the Super Bowl. You shitting me? <laughs> so it's almost like they're another one. It's like, you know, they maybe should be like you could maybe make the argument that they should be better now an AFC championship game and a Super Bowl loss with Burrow. It's not bad. You'd like to see a win, but you know, you did lose that Rams team. That was pretty good. Yeah. And it came down to, it came down to a, a holding or a PI in the end zone. They were winning that game. Um, But yeah, like it's almost like, I don't know. I actually think he's getting them to overachieve. In a way. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the offense carries that team. But it shouldn't because the offensive line is terrible. Um, it's it's a lot better now. They they rebuilt it. Didn't they just cut Lyle Collins? Yeah, but they have Orlando Brown. Ted Karras is the center. Alex Kappa is one of the best guards in the NFL. Jonah Williams was a number one, or not a number one overall pick, but an early first round pick at right tackle. Like their offensive line is much better than it was three years ago, like Burrow's rookie year. Burrow's you rookie know, was, year, they were fucking terrible. terrible, which is he fucking snapped his leg. And I think, yeah, but even then, like I know they rebuilt because they, they, um, I think the I think it was the Super Bowl year. That was when they signed like two big money guys. It was probably Kappa and another dude. Oh, Lyle Collins. Yeah. It was Kappa, Lyle Collins, and they had Jonah Williams. I think they moved him over to right side. He is so the right tackle. Yeah. I don't think he could play left anymore. I think he sucked on the left side. But yeah, but then even then, 
they were still like giving up a ton of sacks. Now eventually they fucking figured it figured it out somehow, some way. Yeah. And that's what I mean is like they have all these pieces. And even like the two games this year. Now I know Burrow's Burrow's not right, so that's probably why. But they're fucking anemic. And again, it's it's hard when your quarterback's not healthy. But like they're not moving the ball the way a team that has Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase should be moving the ball. They have probably the best top three wide receivers in the NFL. No team has a, a a trio like that. Jamar Chase is a bona fide number one wide receiver and arguably in the discussion for the best wide receiver in the entire NFL. I feel T- very strongly that there's one guy that is in an aim. Well, Jamar yeah, Chase. I mean, it's, it's Justin Jefferson. I think it's Justin Jefferson, then there's a drop off, but yes. But yes, but then you have T Higgins, who is a bona fide number one wide receiver on like, 27 27 teams in the nfl any other any team that does not have justin jefferson jamar chase uh, aj brown yeah that's what i mean on 27 27 28 teams in the nfl t higgins is the number one wide receiver yeah not the dolphins like yeah yeah that wouldn't work no (laughs) but he's the number two and then tyler boyd is a very, very, very good number three wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he'd be a good two on most teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd be probably the number one on the Pats. <laughs> he'd be a one on the Pats. Yeah. So, I mean, Doesn't they... say much. That's why I think they have the best... They have the best wide receiver trio in the NFL. Yet they don't have an offense that would match. Like the last time I've heard of a fucking team like that, like with those types of receivers, was like the fucking greatest show on turf. Yeah. <laughs> or like one of those Colts teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Marvin Harrison and, and uh, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne. But like even the three spot, like the Brandon Stokely's of the world or the Austin Collies of the world, or I, that might be the wrong timeline. But yeah, I think Stokely is more appropriate. Stokely was definitely one of them. But yeah, like Tyler Boyd's way better than Brandon Stokely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, he, what was the what was the Broncos? Uh, Decker, Demarius Thomas, and Welker. Yeah, it was way better than that. Yeah. Was Welker there at the same time as both of them? That the record setting 13 team he was. Yeah. And then 15, Emmanuel Sanders might have been there. Yeah. Yeah. That's this what I mean. Is like, of. it's not. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, the, the, they're three receivers. It's insane. Yeah. Even I'm trying to think of like, the Packers back in the day used to have like good wide receivers, but even them, like when they had Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, and probably Randall Cobb. <laughs> Randall Cobb Jordy Nelson. NFL. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, but it, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, and Jordy Nelson, like they I think they were probably on the team at the same time. Yeah, it's not but that's not bang, these Bengals receivers are way better than that. That's yeah, that's not Chase Higgins Boyd. And that's the thing, though, but they don't run like an offense that's like high flying. So that like that's my thing. Like, they should be better than they are, but like the way that they play, I still feel like they overachieve. Yeah, yeah. 
I think the closest thing would probably be the Steelers, right? When they had, would they have Heinz no. Ward, Antonio Brown? Uh, was Plaxico, I don't know. They, was Plaxico on the same team? I don't know if those three guys overlapped. Antonio Brown was more like a Mike Wallace era. Yeah. Antonio Brown, it's funny. He was like the number three wide receiver on yeah, that Steelers first. team. And he is one of the most talented fucking wide receivers to ever play. He's just got a screw loose. Let me see if I can find the, it's the 2011 Steelers roster. Yeah, he I mean, was, Antonio he was, Brown should be the three by then. He was drafted in 2010. Well, the other problem is though. So like, yeah, it was I, Mike Mike Wallace, Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's not even remotely as good as these Bengals. No. But they don't have like a high flying offense. They win like fairly gritty games. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, gross. 2013 was Antonio Brown, Jericho Cotchery, and Emmanuel Sanders. So like Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders on the same team is pretty, pretty good. But Jericho Cotchery is your third guy. Fuck off. Yeah. I know we've talked about it before, but like Jesus fucking Christ, can the Steelers draft wide receivers? Yeah, it's sickening. Yeah. So there we are. Did we just do like a full hour on football? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty Sick. much. All right. I mean, I don't hate it. Um, on that note, you want to wrap things up? <laughs> it's about that time. We can wrap things up. We got I'll Sunday pull, night football about to kick off. Pull out my sheet. Got some, got some thoughts. Got some thoughts here. Uh, I'll go with the most timely one. So, I have decided after watching the Solheim Cup today that we can no longer have ties in this event. So, Solheim Cup is a golf event. For those that aren't familiar, it's the women of the U.S. versus the women of Europe. And... They do various matches of alternate shot and best ball. You win your match, you get a point. You have your match, you get half a point. The points accumulate for the team, and then Sunday is all singles matches. Win your match, get a point, have your match, have a point. So all in all, 28 points are available. That's how many matches there are. Um, Obviously, 28 is an even number you can run the risk there of tying which is precisely what happened today so as we're watching it's fucking it is fucking close it started eight and eight and it was fucking close like most of the day it actually looked like the u.s was probably gonna pull it off and then one woman for the Euros just hit every putt she looked at. And then another woman was hitting irons to like ones of feet. Um, <laughs> so it's like kind of hard to beat that, but whatever. So what happens 
the event ends in a tie. And because Europe won the most recent cup, Europe retains the cup. So, effectively, now, now, so I have, I got two pet peeves. Number one, I just hate the idea that like they're still trying to push it as a tie. If you don't win the fucking Solheim Cup, you lose the Solheim Cup. Correct. So enough of this. Oh, Europe retains because it was a tie and they they retain it. So like the U.S. didn't lose. They tied. No, they lost because one team is celebrating with the trophy and one team is not. The team with the trophy won. The team without the trophy lost. So let's not fucking put semantics into this shit. That being said, we need a fucking tiebreaker in this shit. There is no fucking yeah. there is no fucking way that we can have ties in 2023. Because back in the day, I know what the fuck it was. It's like, oh well, a tie. Well, this is a gentleman's game, and fucking shove it up my ass, like whatever. <laughs> it's 2023. This shit's too competitive now. These are all fucking like, dude. These people play for a fucking living. Like, yeah. this is not what the fuck it used to be. So, we need a playoff. Now, let's skip the two-man sack race on consecutive Sundays until a winner can be determined. So, you're trying to tell me that it would not be the most compelling... It would be like a, 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 a tier below, like an Olympic or a World Cup golden goal situation... Which I don't even think soccer does. They go to kicks, right? Yeah. Imagine having a chip off to determine this thing. <laughs> or you know what they could do? How many no, are like on a team? Like, 12? Is it just like the, the Ryder Cup? Yeah, it's 12. So if you did a 12-person alternate shot? No. One person. One-on-one. Europe sends one. U.S. sends one. And you play the 18th hole until a fucking winner. Gets determined. I don't like, hate that either. You want to talk that takes you, balls. You want to talk about throwing out a person and figuring out who fucking wants it the most. Yeah. Like that would be fucking insane. Now it does take. Now I I know what it, I know what some detractors. I mean for the say. for the Ryder Cup you have to put Brooks Kepka out there. Like Brooks is yeah, the or answer. whoever was went five. Like you in if right. it was twenty twenty one, you want DJ. DJ, yeah, you yeah. Like like that's the thing. So if we use the men, because the people actually know who these people are, you got Kepka and you got Kepka against Rom, yeah, in Italy, playing the eighteenth hole until someone fucking beats the other guy. Yeah, you want to d- tell I, me that that wouldn't be fucking compelling TV? That would be great TV. I also really don't hate the idea of the 12 man alternate shot because it's similar to hockey and soccer where you have to set the shootout lineup. Yeah, but hockey. So the only thing with hockey, though, is um, and then you shoot till you score. Right. So you know, like but like championship hockey, whether it's Olympics, World Cup, Stanley Cups, whatever, they don't oh, they, go they shoot switch. Out. They go. They don't out. go shoot. Out. Yeah, they, they play do four and four. No, 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 no. It's all like in championship. Okay. It's five on five. Okay. And it's regular overtime because they don't like shootouts or three on three because that's not the sport. Right. Well, and so in soccer, they do. They go kicks. They do kicks. So it would be similar to soccer, right? Where like you have to send one person at a time until you have a winner. 
But like, imagine that, like you would set the lineup. It would be the same thing. Like, who do you have tee off? Like, do you have yeah, like, so like Angel Yin hits the tee shot and then fucking Nellie Cora is going to hit the iron. Right, right. And then Me- Megan's going to hit the first putt. <laughs> right, right. Like that would be pretty wild, right? Like if you had Scotty Scheffler tee off and then you had Jordan Spieth hit the iron shot and then Max Homa is your third shot he's, to try and the hit the putt. Spot. You know what I mean? And then after him, maybe you have more cowboys. No, you have the worst. Yeah, you have the worst putter go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst putter taps it in. Yeah, yeah. But like that would be JT. pretty cool. Yeah, JT. So my only thing is, I, like, I agree with you. It does. That feels too gimmicky. Um, And so with my thing, the one on one sudden death, that's I will say that is, in fact, tough because this is a team competition and that's where that's I then settled the alternate shot because that's the thing is i already know what would have happened you would have like the europeans would have sent out saganda and the u.s would have been kind of stuck because they limped their way in so like their best player was probably megan kang and local guy local guy and she went out first so she hasn't hit a shot in fucking hours right so then who are you going to send? Are you going to send Lexi? You don't, you cannot send Lexi Thompson. No fucking way. <laughs> I don't give a fuck that she won her match. You cannot yeah. send her. You want to talk about limping her way? She got fucking kneecapped the way in by yeah. herself. Like she fumbled a gun and shot herself in the knee and somehow <laughs> fucking still won She the pulled match. a Plaxico Burris. <laughs> oh my God. And then like Nellie Corda didn't play that good. Yeah. And the girl before her lost. So it's like. We're kind of going back like these like these girls haven't been playing and yeah. Saganda just through daggers on consecutive holes. She's like 15 minutes removed from playing. And it's in her fucking home country like I already know like she would have won like it, it's right. so like in, in my situation the, the the winner doesn't change but like imagine that but also she hit a shank from the fairway on 15 so like that's in the bag. <laughs> and that's like the fucking pressure of a country. Like, I want to see that. Right. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if you need to send off like three, like choose three players to play 18. Yeah. And like, um, take it as like a cumulative. Yeah. An aggregate score. Yeah. Something like that. Cause then it's like, okay, it's not like the full team event, but like it kind of gets the job done. All the fans are already on 18. So they don't need to move. You don't need to shuttle people back. Yeah. And if it's still tied after three, three more yeah <laughs> like and then like that then it's like the shootout where it's like if you're down to a fucking defenseman with fucking stone hands like <laughs> he's gotta go he's gotta take he's gotta shot. go <laughs> like, yeah yeah so i don't know that's i i because again it's like now the Ryder cup is this week and it, or like if the Ryder you know cup's a tie do. the u.s wins but like this is so fucking lame and I know maybe there's like more logistics here or whatever that, that, that this could be a dumb idea, but, or you have 13 people on a team instead of 12. So then you have, you could have 29 points. Available. So then you have 29 <laughs> points available instead of 28. So and now problem solved. No, the only, you take so the, the only, pro- the no, no, no. The only problem is it doesn't take it out of the equation uh, because, because half points there, are, there is yeah. a way for it still to be 14 and a half to 14 and a half. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's so you're why not, I, you're not going to avoid ties. No, I think you need a tiebreaker. And yeah. I, I personally, I like the the three players from each side. Um, separate separate tee times, like yeah, you know, eight minutes after the first, or once the fairway's clear. Um, 
and then they all play 18. And then if it's still tied after, maybe you go sudden death after that, but it's got to be a new person. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, there we I go. like that we just, idea. We just fixed the tie situation in the Solheim <laughs> Cup. And the Ryder Cup. And the Ryder Cup, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, because that's really fucking lame when there's like a- oh, So stupid. When there's a big international sporting event like that, and it just ends in a tie. But that's like, the thing. Oh, but it, it, but it, and it but it, this is my biggest problem. If it ended in a tie and everyone just kind of like went home and like whatever, okay, super 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 fucking lame. Yeah, yeah, super lame and anticlimactic. A tie is a loss. Like it's like right. a fucking parlay. Like ties a loss. Yeah, because if you don't, because at the end of the day, one team gets the trophy. So don't call it a tie. Right, but like. Don't allow for a tie either. Like put something like, like let's do like, again, we need a tiebreaker. And then that's the thing is like, Twitter's going to blow up. Like playoff starts now. It's like, everyone's going to get on that. Right. Everyone's going to watch. And yeah, they might miss some tee shots if they weren't right actively at the TV, but like you still got two and a half holes left or two and a half matches left. Right. And it's an aggregate. So if you like, if your opponent birdies the first, your team ain't out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your opponent birdies the first, the next guy might double it. You know, maybe they hit yeah. hit it in the water or, you know what I mean? Shank on shank from the fairway. Like, yeah. 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 I think that that would be fucking electric. I think that would be pretty cool. I, regardless, there needs to be a way to not end in a tie. No, it's stupid. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing ever to end in a fucking tie. Awful. And then like them pushing it's like, well, Europe didn't really win. It's like, yeah, but guess what? They get the trophy. So yeah. they, they did. They did. They won. No, it's it's a tie. They're celebrating a tie. No, they're celebrating a win because they again they get the trophy. Right. So right. they win. Yeah. That or the tie, you don't get the trophy. Like, yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's super fucking lame. Yeah, you're right. It is super fucking lame. Put a tiebreaker in. Let's go. <laughs> Put a fucking long drive contest. I guess Bryson drove a 384-yard hole today. Oh, in Jesus Chicago. Christ. <laughs> That's fucking Then nuts. you make the team. Yeah, I know. I know. So, um, see what I want to use as my final thought here. Um, yeah, I'll go with this one. So... Um, we talked about it before on a previous episode, but the whole, uh, we got a million different kinds of diapers and different sizes and all kinds of shit like that. Um, so this, this isn't exclusive to diapers. This is also, um, in regard to clothes as well. Um, uh, turns out we did not have nearly enough newborn sized things as we needed. Um, and like I said, this isn't just diapers. This is clothing as well. Oh, roll the tape back on that one. So again, this is just like being a dumb fucking no, oh, yeah. ne- never having a, a, a kid thing. You, you can tell me we I was were, right. Where we were like, no, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, but like, we were like, oh, you know, cause the, for, for anyone that doesn't know kids, clo- baby clothing is considered it's it technically the first level is preemie. So there's preemie, then there's newborn, and then there's zero to three months, 
And then there's like three to six months and then it's six to nine and then it's like 12 plus whatever. So what we had found out in the process of all of this is that zero to three months means that they can wear it typically up to three months, right? So like this was a discovery to us thinking like, again, never having kids before that thinking, oh, zero to three months, like, oh, you have a three month old, oh, I'll buy them three month old clothes. No, that's not how baby clothes work. It's you can wear it up to that mark. So we have tons and tons of fucking zero to three month stuff. Um, not a lot of newborn size things, but we were like, I mean, how long are they going to be in newborn? Like how long is the kid going to be in newborn stuff? Like I would imagine he'd probably be grow. He's going to grow pretty quick. And then, uh, we'll just use all the zero to three stuff. Nope. That's, uh, it's not how it works. Uh, zero to three stuff is still way too fucking big for this kid. Uh, and we need newborn size things. So that that's the clothing aspect. So where we've been like picking off newborn clothing here and there, like one thing here, one thing there. Um, Amy's cousin that has a, a like a one and a half year old brought us some of his old newborn stuff today because we've been cycling through the same like 12 outfits, if you will, if you like onesies, outfits, whatever the fuck you want to call them. And to your question before of, uh, or our discussion before of how many diapers does a kid go through in a day and how many times you need to change a kid in a day, like clothing wise, uh, it's pretty fucking frequently. Um, clothing is probably at least twice a day, whether the kid like pees through his fucking diaper or something or whatever. Uh, and how many diapers in a day do we go through? Uh, I would say on average, it's about 10. So sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but I would say average is 10. So all of that being said, um, there's like different brands of diapers, right? So we go through and we have a metric fuck ton of size one diapers of all brands. And we're like, when we left the hospital, the hospital gave us Huggies, uh, Huggies size one diapers, and they worked. They, they they worked mostly fine, right? Well, we got through all those, and then we started going through other shit that we had, and it was Pampers size one. Now, not poo-pooing anything or picking one over the other, but Pampers size one diapers are way too fucking big for a newborn. For whatever reason, the Huggies size one worked out just fine. Um, so then we were like, all right, well, we need to find out what we have for newborn in the closet. So we pull out all the newborns. All The only newborn stuff we have is Pampers. So we open the Pampers bag and we use those, those diapers. Those are even big. Like they don't like fit, right? They fit weird. So basically what happens is when the kid pisses, the piss goes outside of the diaper and like his clothes get wet. Oh, so then you get to change the clothes. Yeah, then we have to change the clothes. So we're out on Pampers diapers right now. Um, I mean, we still, like, once he gets bigger and grows into the Pampers size one, I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, But the newborn stuff, like, the the newborn stuff was fine, but the ones was too big. And it's just a whole fucking thing. It's a whole disaster fiasco. 
Cause you got all kinds of different brands. People just bring you stuff and you just use it. Right. Like, so it's not a, not a problem. You just use it. Cause the kid's going to either piss or shit in the next 45 minutes anyway. So you're just going to change the diaper again. So who cares? So we go through all this stuff and come to find out the best newborn size diapers that we've had so far were from Whole Foods. Like someone just brought them to the to the baby shower and we had a package of uh what's their brand? Like Whole 365 or whatever their their like generic whole whole foods brand stuff is, like whatever their 365 brand. Those were the best diapers that we've had so far. Uh unconfirmed, but I may know who bought those. Ah. <laughs> So we go through. Did we, were we at a Whole Foods? I don't remember. And I was like, we don't have a fucking Whole Foods near us. (laughs) So we can't get them. We can't get them. But they actually like fit nicely. They have like a side thing that like keeps the piss and shit in the diaper. So it doesn't leak out the sides. Um, So I, I, I went and actually exchanged because we had heard from other people that have babies that target brand diapers are really good. So I, uh, last, the other day I took the, the newborn sized pampers to target and exchange them because target will just take diapers. They have a, they have a program that like, if you have a box of unused or a bag of unused, you can return them for store credit. And then obviously you just use that store credit to buy whatever other you want. Um, so I bought the target brand newborn size and I will report back at at another time because we just started using them today because we got through all the other stuff, but like, here I am fucking going through a diaper fiasco of like, well, these ones fit better. And you, if you talk about things on a list that I would ever think I would be concerned about. The brand and size of diaper wouldn't wouldn't even be on the bottom of the list. It wouldn't even make the list of things that I would ever like spend time thinking about. But alas, here we are. And I'm trying to figure out huh, which diaper brand fits the best and what has the best this and what does that and all this stuff. And this brand seems good or oh, we had a tough time with this one because the piss went right through the fucking diaper and went into the fucking clothes. And we had every time he pisses, we got to change his clothes too. So thus far, Huggies gets a thumbs up. Uh, The whole 365 brand is far and away the best of them all. And um, the jury is still out on target. But here we are. This is my life. The brand and size of diapers. Fun stuff. Hmm. So I guess I can't. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take a victory lap, even though I don't think, yeah, it's, so well, that's, I don't think it's well deserved. It, it wasn't that we didn't have enough. It's that we decided that they just didn't fit good. Yeah. So that's why I think I'm going to take the victory lap. Because if I vaguely remember correctly, you were fairly confident that you were going to have 
too many of the early ones and you were going to run out of the, and the kid was going to grow out of those before you use them all up or some shit. Yeah. The size make, one. Yeah. I think I could be making that up. Cause we have like a fucked, a lot, like a fuck ton of size one. Yeah. Fucked your lap. <laughs> that we haven't even started using size one yet. Yeah. I think it's going to be a victory lap because you underestimated something in the situation. And that's gonna be my victory lap. That's fair. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> so there we have it. Diapers and brands and sizes and all kinds of fucking hoopla. Uh, but all right, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, so thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to click subscribe up above, hit the thumbs up down below. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Subscribe also if you're an audio-only guy. Uh, tell everybody you know about that too, uh, whatever they prefer, whether they want to watch us on YouTube or listen on uh, audio-only. If you use Apple or Spotify, you can leave us a review and five stars. So go do that, please. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Twitter is Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook page is Sarcasm Speaks. Website is SarcasmSpeaks.com. We are still running the weekly Pick'em pool. So reach out to us on one of the aforementioned social medias, and we will get you the information to get signed up on the NFL Pick'em that we run every week. It's six bucks a week. Um, You can play as many weeks as you want. You can pay for the rest of the season up front. You can pay by week, uh, but either way, it's $6 a week. And um, five of that goes into the weekly pool. One dollar goes into the season long. So you're all good there, whether you want to pay the six dollars a week or fuck, I don't know, whatever's left. 15 times six. Multiply it by the rest of the season. Yeah. There's 15 weeks left. That's going to be 60. That's 90. Does that sound right? $90 for the rest of the season. Sure. Um, So you can get in there. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get you set up for that uh, if you're interested. And also, thank you to mybookie.com. Uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. Shout out to Noonbrew again. Had them right here. I was drinking it earlier. Uh, go to Noonbrew.com. Uh, use the promo code in the show notes to get ten percent off uh, every single time you check out. And lastly, uh, we have the ice pod, uh, company. So you go to, I think it's the podcompany.com. Use the promo code in the show notes, uh, below again, and you will get $10 off plus free shipping over there. Uh, so that is going to do it for us. Uh, so until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>